and welcome in. It's Fleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys today. They were in for Greeny earlier from 10 to noon. Check out the podcast of Black and Abdallah wherever you get your podcast. If you missed that and want to get into that right there. Do have a little uh, station PSA. Uh, Jeff Meller, I tried to call you. Little lost and found update here. Uh, tried to call you, Jeff. You didn't pick up your phone. I tried to call you twice. I called Waddle to see if you were still with him walking out to the garage there. Um, you left your coffee jug here, but it's here for you. So, Jeff, if you are listening right now, little little lost and found PSA for you. You left your coffee jug here. Uh, 312-332-3776. This is an all-calls welcome Friday here on Bleck and Abdallah. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Anything you want to talk to, we can get wild, we can get crazy, we can have some fun tonight here on Bleck and Abdallah. 312-332-3776. Anything on your mind, send it our way here on the show. Lots to get to today. Uh, I want to get into some football stuff. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Michael Jordan as well. Um, because guess what? I've only watched one Michael Jordan game in my life. Only one live Michael Jordan game in my life. And I, if I look behind the glass here, I don't think that number grows that much higher. Uh, with Jake Cantu here, Kendra Smith here as well. So we will dive into all of that a little bit later on. But first, let's start with a little bit of, of Bears and NFL here. You know, a lot of talking heads that you're hearing right around this time. And this is when you usually hear some seeds getting planted in all sort of directions when you're talking about maybe some smoke screens here, maybe something has a little bit of credence over here. But all these different talking heads coming out and saying things about Justin Fields and what the Bears should be doing in the draft. Should they be picking a quarterback number one overall? Should they be trading away that number one overall pick? What is the best course of action for the Chicago Bears moving forward? And it got me thinking, you know, we don't know what the different sort of of ceilings are on all these other quarterbacks coming into this draft, right? Number one overall pick bears. If they wanted to draft a quarterback could have whatever they want out of that crop, right? They could take Bryce young. They could take CJ Stroud. They could take Will Levis. If they wanted to get ambitious, maybe they go out and take Anthony Richardson who started to work his way into the top 15 of these NFL draft mocks or mock drafts that are out there, right? So all these different sort of situations that are sort of sprouting up for the Chicago Bears. But how good does Justin Fields have to be as a quarterback? If you were to compare him to any sort of modern quarterback that's currently in the NFL right now, how good does Fields have to be? If I can guarantee you, Justin Fields is going to be as good as this NFL quarterback. Who is that guy that he has to reach? Who's that threshold that he has to reach where you're saying, I don't care how any of those other quarterbacks in the draft turn out. If I know he's going to be as good as this guy, it's not worth taking the risk of trying to draft a quarterback number one overall. Where does he have to get to? Does he have to has to be Patrick Mahomes level good. If not, trade the pick and and let's move on to the next thing. 
or trade fields and move on to the next thing. Is the ceiling a little bit lower? I just need to see, oh, let's see him get to Joe Burrow's level. If he's as good as Joe Burrow, and I know that, trade the pick. Not quite as good as Patrick Mahomes, but still an elite-level quarterback. Is he in the Joe Burrow, Josh Allen range for you there? Or do you want to stoop down a little bit lower? Does he have to be as good as Jalen Hurts? We saw how good Jalen Hurts was this year, MVP candidate. Does he just have to get to that level where he's, oh, he's as good as like a Jalen Hurts type quarterback, and I'll be all right with that. Jalen Hurts, maybe uh, Justin Herbert. Does he have to be in that level where you are saying, all right, if he can get to that level of quarterback, I'm good. Or maybe maybe do you have lower expectations and say if, if he's just as good as a Lamar Jackson, like if he gets to Lamar's level where there's an MVP in there, but there's also some injury woes and stuff like that along the way as well. But if he can play at that level, maybe a little sporadic as well, not as consistent. Or do you say, can he be like Dak Prescott? If he can get to Dak's level where the Cowboys always sort of in the conversation. And if he's that good, you'll be happy enough where you don't even want to explore what's behind the draft door of who the Bears could pick at the number one overall spot from the quarterback position 312-332-3776 what level does justin fields have to reach for you where you're confident in saying i'm not even interested in exploring what's behind the draft doors is there someone that you have in mind right now 312-332-3776 on this all calls welcome friday here's where i would go if you can guarantee me that justin fields can get to a Dak Prescott level. And listen, I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott fan. He had his fair share of turnovers. What, what have I called Dak Prescott on this show before, right? Kirk Cousins with a star on his helmet. That's what I think he is. But th- I look at the, the different prospects in this year's NFL draft, whether it be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and none of those guys entice me enough to play the risk game here. And try to figure out, all right, let's take the gamble on that guy. And if he can be as good of a player as my ceiling projects on him, then that's what I'm interested in. To me, if he, if we see Justin Fields, if I can guarantee myself a Dak Prescott-level career for Justin Fields, that's good enough for me to not want to explore what's behind the draft doors with the number one overall pick. But what do you think? 312-332-3776. As we're talking to you on this All Calls Welcome Friday here on Bleck and Abdallah. It's brought to you by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Adam's in Schaumburg. Adam, what's going on? You're on Bleck and Abdallah. Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. What you got for us tonight? Well, I don't know exactly how to answer your question. I think Dak's probably a decent comparison. I'd probably even go lower than that because I just do not think that the Bears should be considering a quarterback in this draft. Look, you saw what Justin Fields did last season with absolutely nothing around him. And I know everybody's like, well, you can't make excuses for the quarterback. But he had no no blockers, no weapons to throw to. He had nothing around him. And he made lemonade out of something that I can't say on the radio. And 
that is impressive, and we do not know what we're going to get at number one if the Bears took a quarterback. And, and frankly, the, the prospects aren't too impressive. You don't have like a Trevor Lawrence-level man to take at number one. So why would you bother doing that when you could trade down, get some more draft capital, which the Bears do not have a whole lot of. Last I checked, they traded away the 33rd pick for, for Chase Claypool um, and get a, get a defensive stud at maybe four. Um, you have, like I said, you had that stud Justin Fields, and he, we see how many of these first – I mean, look at Zach Wilson. There's so, there's so many of these first-round quarterbacks that come out of college and are busters. So I think it's absolutely ludicrous for the Bears to – I don't think that, I don't think they are, but for, for fans to, to say the Bears should suggest a quarterback at number one overall. And then I want to say one other thing. Mm-hmm. Am I the only person that is absolutely sick of Travis Kelsey? Two things. One – he does not scream to me like the level of NFL star to be hosting SNL. And two, can we just get a Patrick Mahomes interview with that without Travis Kelsey yelling at us? Like, dude, I want to talk. I want to hear what the best generational talent that I've seen play football has to say. Not you. You're a great tight end, but get off my TV screen. That's all I gotta say. Thanks for taking my call. I'll listen and hang up. Bye. All right. Appreciate the call there, Adam. You know, I, I actually like Travis Kelsey. I do. He, listen, he doesn't entice me enough to draw me in to watch SNL. And that's not a him problem. That's an almost anybody problem. Um, that's an SNL problem, really. But I actually kind of like Travis Kelsey. I don't, I don't find him to be annoying. Do I agree with his, oh, everyone's been counting the Chiefs out mantra? No, I don't. But I, like when he was dunking on the mayor of Cincinnati, I was all for that. I love that. He has um, a point, though, that he, he does come screaming a lot when Mahomes is trying to do an interview. He does, but I think Patrick Mahomes sort of welcomes that because those guys are the best of friends. Um, and I think that the I, I find Travis Kelsey to be very, very entertaining. So I have no problem with the way that, that he goes about it. 312-332-3776. Hassan is in Skokie. What's up, Hassan? How are you guys doing? Love listening to the show. Appreciate it. What uh, you got for us? I just wanted to say I got to agree with the last caller here. And it is kind of hard to answer your question because how can we compare Fields even to another quarterback if there's nothing around him yet? I mean, if we put if we draft someone like Bryce Young, what guarantee do you have that he's even going to put up any numbers with this kind of O-line and with these kind of receivers? Yeah, well, I, I guess the hope is that it's going to improve. No matter who the quarterback of the Bears is next year, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's uh, a quarterback in this year's draft, which I don't anticipate it being, but if it is Justin Fields or whoever it is, I'd imagine the receivers and the offensive line, everything is going to be revamped and improved for this upcoming season if that does end up being the case. No, yeah, that's what we got to do, but I just don't think it should be anyone besides Fields. I mean, he, he showed us this season that, with a horrible offensive line and barely anyone receiving. I mean, you have Darnell Mooney, but we all agree he's not a wide receiver number one. And with just that, he still put up real good numbers. We were the only team, I think, in NFL history that scored 30-point uh, games back-to-back and lost both of those games. And we scored 30 points because of Fields. It was all him. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I think another thing, too, one of the stats that I always point to with the uh, with the Bears and why they struggled this season in terms of Fields' numbers, is the Bears had the fewest yards after catch of any team in the NFL. And that, to me, like, yards after catch is a big way to to bump your stats up. So the Bears dead last 
with 1147, 1,147 yards after catch. You look at who is number one. Some of these top teams that put and the quarterbacks that put up a lot of numbers, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs led the way with about 2,800 yards after catch, so more than double what the Bears had. The Chargers, 2,576 yards after catch. The Bucks, 2,419. The Lions, 2,231. And the Cardinals, 2,202. So those yards after catch, those are receivers. Now, part of it, too, is leading your receivers and allowing for yards after catch to be a thing. If you're thrown behind a guy and he makes the catch, kind of tough to get yards after catch in that regard. But this is something that where you go out and get dynamic receivers and they'll go out and be able to produce some yards after catch for you as well. Yep, you're right. That's what we got to do. All right, I appreciate the phone call, Hassan. He is in Skokie. Thanks for calling in, 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your calls. Which quarterback in the NFL, current quarterback, if I can guarantee you Justin Fields reaches that quarterback's career, which quarterback does that have to be for you to say, you know what, I have zero interest in drafting a quarterback number one overall. We'll take more of your calls coming up next here on Black and Abdallah. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome Friday here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. It's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Been talking a little bit of Justin Fields here today because all these new talking heads are coming out. I shouldn't say new talking heads. They're, a lot of them have, have just sort of reiterated some of their points that they've been making all along, saying that the Bears should trade Justin Fields and use the number one overall pick on a quarterback that quarterback in most cases being Bryce Young. And it got me wondering, like, if I can guarantee Justin Fields' career is as good as this quarterback, quarterback X, who is that quarterback where Justin Fields has to be as good as that guy and you don't want to venture down the rabbit hole of drafting a quarterback and taking the gamble of drafting a quarterback first overall? Who is that quarterback that, threshold that he has to reach for you to not entertain going out and trying to draft a quarterback three one two three three two three seven seven six listen i think it changes class to class like if this quarterback class had a trevor lawrence or a andrew luck or a peyton manning guys that had all this hype coming out of college and all this hype from nfl scouts then yeah i'm certainly raising my bar i gave my name as dak prescott Justin Fields just has to be as good as Dak Prescott for me to say, you know what, I don't really feel the need to try to draft a quarterback here. I'm good riding out Justin Fields as the quarterback that I'm going to hitch my wagon to for the foreseeable future. But if there were a Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, probably upping that ante, I'd probably say I need him to be as good as Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. I need him to, I need to guarantee He's going to be as good as Joe Burrow or Josh Allen to not trade him and go and 
trade away the number one overall pick instead. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What is your threshold in that regard here? Uh, let us go to Matt, who's in Lake Forest. What's up, Matt? Hi, good evening. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. You know, the one thing that I've been constantly hearing is what if, what if, what if versus what we already have. Mm-hmm. So what if we do draft the number one quarterback out of that draft, but knowing we do have Justin Fields as our franchise quarterback to where he has shown enough that he has the ability to be a franchise quarterback. And a lot of it is predicated on health in the NFL if you succeed and have a winning season versus anything else. So God forbid if Justin gets hurt, we have a number one drafted quarterback as far as our backup to come in just like I mean, Purdy was not a number one drafted quarterback, mm-hmm. but if we have a number one drafted quarterback, Justin gets hurt, we have a so-called talented quarterback to keep on moving our offense forward versus getting stagnant. And then using our draft capital that we have, along with our cap space, to get the top free agents and to get people in. But more importantly, next year or the year after, if Justin Fields does not pan out, we still have a number one quarterback that we drafted going through the system, going through the offensive playbook, going through everything that they can just plug and play and get into. That's what I'm thinking. You see, unless, yeah, go ahead. I'm here, sorry. Here's what I think, Matt. I, I don't think you're spending such precious draft capital on an insurance policy. And okay. I, listen, I'm all for the Bears drafting a quarterback this year. I would just wanted to be in rounds five, six, or seven and get that backup. Like, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm not opposed to the Bears drafting a quarterback late in the draft. I think you should, Um, just so you can have a younger option with more of a modern view of the NFL because a lot of these backup quarterbacks that you see in the NFL, these older guys, the Bears are a perfect example of one, but they've got Trevor Simeon, a guy who's sort of been around the block before, but if you put Trevor Simeon in, it kind of changes how the, the playbook operates after that. Exactly. And exactly. I'm all for going out and drafting a guy late, kind of taking a flyer on someone who, if Justin Fields, God forbid, got injured, you could slot him in. And the transition, I don't think, is going to be as harsh as someone as it would be for a guy like Trevor Simeon, who's used to a different style of playbook. Sure, sure. But then also, if we do draft a first-round draft pick as far as a quarterback, and he is our backup, isn't that somewhat of trade bait moving forward that if Justin does excel and things are looking great for Justin, but other NFL teams are looking for a proven, or not a proven, but a high-draft type of quarterback, isn't that some sort of trade bait that we can trade rounds and get more draft picks for since we have him on our bench and on a rookie deal? Well, here's the thing, Matt. All right, so you draft, let's say, Bryce Young, number one overall, right? Okay, you draft him number one overall. Then the Texans draft C.J. Stroud. Then the Colts draft Will Levis. Then all of a sudden, those teams don't want quarterbacks. So you're kind of eliminating some of your trade suitors by drafting a quarterback number one overall. And on top of that, I'm not a big believer in drafting to trade. I don't think that's a, a smart decision because... What if, let's say you draft Bryce Young, right, who on your board is the number one overall quarterback. 
But what if Indianapolis thinks that Will Levis is the number one overall quarterback? Well, all of a sudden, Indianapolis is no longer interested in your trade asset anymore because that's not the guy that they want to go out and get. They want to go out and get someone like Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. They're interested now in getting different players, whereas you're offering the opportunity to have the pick of the litter. And I think that's the most important asset that you can provide if you're the Chicago Bears. The the best asset isn't having Bryce Young. The best asset is you get to pick your quarterback out of anyone sure. out there. Good. Valid point. Valid point. I'm just looking more look looking at health. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at this past season with, you know, Justin, who I think can be an amazing franchise quarterback. I mean, and this was just a snippet of what he can do. But it takes one hit, one play, out for the season torn ACL, whatever the case might be. And a lot of these teams, when that happens to their star quarterback, they cannot still run and produce their offense and run their team as they should because of, let's just say, an not proven or not a highly regarded backup quarterback. Yeah. Things kind of get stagnant. No, so, I, I you get know, what you're saying there. But I, I'm yeah. not using the number one overall pick on an insurance policy. That's the way that I would front office this. Thanks for the call, Matt. Sure, thank you. Have a good night. 312-332-3776. You want to talk Bears with us? Jordan's in Merrillville. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, when I, when I, the more I think about this, I would probably, I would probably um, draft a quarterback. And, and the reason I say that Insta- is because... And trade fields, you're saying, right? Is Exactly. The reason I say that is because um, you, you you can restart the clock, and and the, and the thing about the thing about the fact of uh, uh, I'm sorry my uh, navigation system is going off of my ear. Sorry about that, um, but uh, yeah, restart the clock because you don't because because you don't know, and I, I don't believe the difference between C.J. Stroud. Um, uh, uh, the, the quarterback from Alabama, I don't know his mm-hmm. name, Bryce Young, and Justin Fields is that big of a difference. You know, so if, if, if I was them, I would restart the clock because if you're wrong, if you're wrong, we're going to have the same problem a year from now or two years from now. So restart the clock and, 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 and you, you give yourself more time that way. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I would do. But, you know, but it's, it's, it's a hard decision. It's not a decision that I would want to make, to be probably honest with you. Well, here's what I would say, Jordan, okay? It looks like the quarterback class next year is going to be better. When you look at Caleb Williams as well as Drake May, those are the two headliners for next year's quarterback class. So let's say Justin Fields isn't the guy. Let's say he's, he's just a bad quarterback and not a guy that you want to move forward with in this hypothetical situation then why wouldn't you want to restart the clock then? Buy yourself even an extra year, and then you trade this pick, and who knows, maybe you can maybe you can get a couple picks in the top 10 next year as a result of if you're bad, you can get a quarterback, and on top of that, you can also have another asset in your pocket and have another potential top 10 pick. Do we know those, those um, quarterbacks next year are that much better? From what I've seen, I know... Sean Payton, a guy who was very high on Patrick Mahomes in the draft prospect process, 
He loves Caleb Williams and thinks he can be the next sort of Patrick Mahomes type quarterback in the NFL. Okay, okay. And, and when I was looking at when I was looking at the highlights or looking at some of the film between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, I haven't had my wife looking at it as well with me. Mm-hmm. She's not really a big foot, you know college football fan. And she the first thing she said when she saw Bryce Young, she's like, she she, she he was standing next to a line. He's like, oh, he's so tiny and cute. That's the first thing she said. That's the first thing she said about Bryce Young. That's what you love in your so, football players, right? Tiny it, and cute. It, exactly. That's what she said, right? So then she was. So we watched it, and she was saying, "Oh, he's not making any throws that you know wow me." You know, this is coming from somebody who's not a a big football person like that. Mm-hmm. Then she watched C.J. Stroud. She said, "You know what? You know, I I actually like you know as far as far as his throws. Personally, if if they're going to make that, you know, that they would draft a quarterback, I think C.J. Stroud would be the guy." To me, I, I believe that he has has, has better um, uh, tight window throws than than Bryce than, than Bryce Young. He didn't have that many. He, he, he didn't have that many, you know. So um, you know, it, it, it's going to be hard. But you know, it, it's going to be interesting. And Lord knows, we're going to talk about it for another forty five days. <laughs> yep, we counting down the days to the draft, Jordan. I'm right there with you. Appreciate the phone call. You have a good Friday night here. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to jump on in, Jack is downtown. What's going on, Jack? Not too much. How about yourself? I'm great. What you got for us tonight? So I, I, I thought the Dak comment was interesting. I feel like in Dallas, you know, obviously the D was great. Um, his carelessness with the ball scares me enough to, to ask: Is Dak a Super Bowl caliber? Winning quarterback. Obviously, we saw it in Denver as he was carried by Pat or uh, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. was carried in Denver. But uh, I don't know. I think you would hope maybe Herbert. I kind of liked the Lawrence comparison. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you see him throw the ball and add receivers like we we hope, I think that'd be a big thing and capitalize on the value of trading the number one pick for one of these desperate teams and then drafting the same guy at four or three, depending on who wants it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think you you investigate to see where Mike Thomas might land in the offseason, see where you can kind of bring in some size and a, a number one true receiver for Fields because obviously Mooney isn't it, and I don't think Claypool is either. Uh, but people seem happy about Komet. I, I thought the progress was there, and in reality, I was listening to something interesting on Coward. I don't mean to mm-hmm. change the stations, but he uh, – you know, he kind of ranked, I think PFF ranked the Bears O-line at like 15. So it's an average O-line, and obviously they spent a lot. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I would say in terms of the Bears offensive line, I, I get where PFF, and they do good work, and they they grade everything out. But I'd also look a little bit at what my eyes tell me a little bit. And when I see Sam Mustafer getting pushed back all the way, like, don't get me wrong. There's a couple guys on the Bears that can hold their own on that on that offensive line. I thought Braxton Jones did a good job. I thought uh, Tevin Jenkins moving mm-hmm. over to right guard. I thought he did a pretty good job as well. But I would also say I think Luke Getze schemed th- some things up because he knew the deficiencies of his offensive line. He knew he had to scheme certain things as well to kind of make that offensive line look a little bit better than it truly was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. So, yeah, that, that's where I would go with that one, Jack. Appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776 if you want to get in on this All Calls Welcome Friday on Black and Abdallah. This is... 
is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Song of the night for you coming up around 6:50 here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys tonight. Black and Abdallah were in for Greeny earlier. They were also going to be in for Greeny on Monday as well, from 10 to noon, right here on ESPN 1000. Be sure to check out the Black and Abdallah podcast. Download, subscribe, and rate wherever you get your podcast, including on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776. Talking a lot of bears with you on this All Calls Welcome Friday. Brought to you by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. I've, been, I've posed the question. If Justin Fields can be as good as which current NFL quarterback? If you can guarantee me I'm going to have that level of career with Justin Fields moving forward, who is that guy that entices you enough to say, all right, trade the number one overall pick. I'm good here. I'm good with my quarterback situation. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, none of those guys are worth it if Justin Fields can be as good as this guy. Who is that guy for you? 312-332-3776. Let's see. Let's go to John. He's in Naperville. John, what's going on? What's going on, boys? Not much. What you got for us tonight? Just to sum it up pretty quickly, to the guy who called for about the trade bait, like buying a brand new car, driving it off the lot, and trying to sell it—you just yep. lose money. Yep, I'm with you. To the other, to the, to the other previous caller, Justin Fields would be the best quarterback in this draft. He'd be the number one quarterback pick taken. You have a very easy comparison with him and Josh Allen. They were, you know, the, the starts of their careers are kind of, kind of identical right now. Going to bad teams, no weapons, no offensive line. Basically, what we have right now is Cam Newton 2.0. With Lamar, you got Josh Allen's frame, maybe a little bit smaller with Lamar Jackson's legs. But I don't know why people are talking about trading him. It's ludicrous to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you, John. I would ride with Justin Fields as well. That's that's the guy I would stick with if I were the Chicago Bears. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Appreciate the call there, Southside Sean. What's up, Sean? Hey, hey, good evening, brother. Uh, I was re- uh, wanted to talk to you guys about uh, a little insight on um, Justin, Justin mm-hmm. Fields. I personally, my personal uh, view is, is that I believe he's a faster, stronger arm version of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I, I know uh, what Hurts just did in the Super Bowl was awesome. I get it. But I think Justin is going to be him and even more. Uh, I, I think we really have a gem on our hands. I believe that this year, this past season, I consider it his rookie season because it was under a different offensive scheme. Uh, his first year, I don't think nothing really was accomplished with him as far as um, uh, what he went through before uh, the Bears changed uh, staff and, and, and uh, hierarchy. And I believe this past season was his rookie season. And I, 
it, it really bothers me when I'm constantly hearing um, analysts talking about trading him. As the caller before me just said, Justin, in my opinion, is by far, uh, would be by far the best quarterback in this draft class. So that's just what I wanted to speak on. Yeah, you know, I would actually agree with you there, Sean, um, especially when you talk about the, the stats part. Like, Jalen Hurts' stats leading into this year and Justin Fields' stats, I, I don't think you can necessarily go with just the stats alone. I think you also have to look about uh, the supporting cast. Like, we talk about this great offensive line that the Eagles have and this great defensive line that the Eagles have. A lot of those pieces were in place for Jalen Hurts in his second year. Justin Fields doesn't have any of that right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts also had Devontae Smith, albeit a rookie Devontae Smith, but he had Devontae Smith, a skilled pass catcher on the outside. Dallas Goddard, a good tight end as well. Justin Fields doesn't have those level of players on his offensive side of the ball right now. And you look at what I see out of Fields so far, the progression it feels like is ahead of where Jalen Hurts was at the end of his second year to me. Like we're talking about Justin Fields in this national spotlight. We were never talking about Jalen Hurts in the national spotlight after his second season. Justin Fields, you can call him a quote-unquote social media quarterback all you want. At least he has highlights on social media. Jalen Hurts didn't have that. So that's why I agree with you, Sean. Appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776. Andrew's in Elgin. What's up, Andrew? Hey, happy Friday. Thank you for taking my call. Happy Friday. All right. So, you know, this topic has obviously been a hot topic because, you know, you know, we got the number one pick. Thank you, Lovey. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Texan. But, uh, all right, so as the new GM in Ryan Poles, you know, to build this new culture, you know, and to turn us into a winner that he is given the responsibility to do, and we're all watching what he's doing, you know, make all those trades for the veteran defenders, ship them all out of town to get picks is the right move. So this, this is a big-time decision because, you know, you can't mess this up. And you got, you got a solid foundation right in front of you, solid talent, some belief right in front of you. There is no way he has the guts to make a decision to get rid of a talent like that for an unknown player just because you want more draft picks. We've already, like the caller said, this guy, Justin Fields, would be the number one pick right now. The only reason why anybody's talking about getting rid of Justin Fields is because they're just stirring the pot because we're hearing it on ESPN. McShay would take, uh, you know, trade for, you know, Bryce Young. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum would trade for Bryce Young. Don't listen to him, Ryan Poles. Do your thing. Make the most solid decision you can. Justin Fields is going to continue to be exciting. I can't wait to see who the Bears take in the draft. I just want it to be a really, really great player that gives contributes to our team. Happy Friday. Go Bears. Happy Friday and go Bears. Thank you, Andrew. He's an Elgin. 312-332-3776. This is... An all-calls welcome Friday for you, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Eugene, Northwest Side. What's up, Eugene? Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Eugene. Uh, Hello, I'd Eugene. I'd like to first comment on your wanting to draft a quarterback. I don't want I to draft do a quarterback. The... No, no, Just no. Just so we're clear but here. But you did okay. say you would draft one in the later round. Oh, yes, yes. As, mm-hmm. with, as what I would do. Mm-hmm. Also, I like the comparison the guy made to 
uh, Justin, I mean, um, Hurst, Jalen Hurst. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Bears to draft Jalen Hurst when they when he came out, but they took Cole Komet. Now, yep. mm-hmm. I would not trade a proven commodity like Jay, uh, Justin Fields, who's in his second year, actually, in first year starting. And I would like that the quarterback that I would say I would like to see him perform as well as I would like to see him perform as well as the GOAT with that kind Whoa. of line and those kind of receivers. Because Tom Brady, as good as he is, he needs an offensive line to be as effective as he has been. All we right. don't have that kind of offensive line, nor do we have that, that level of receivers like the, the previous caller said with Jalen, or you commented with Jalen Hurst, who had already everything in place when he took the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to the playoffs. So if we had all those kind of tools with Justin Fields, who we already know he can, he can be an effective quarterback because he was at Ohio State. He was a passing quarterback as mm-hmm. well as a running quarterback. So why are we so impatient with Justin Fields when we were very patient with Mitch Trubisky? I'm right there with you, Eugene. And maybe it's the scarring of Trubisky, and that could be a part of it. People saw Trubisky, and they say it's, it's now the instant gratification that you need in this league and in life. People want that instant gratification, and they gave Trubisky the leash, and they realized that giving the leash was the wrong thing to do. But I'm still going to be patient with the process. I still think that patience is something that is a little overlooked in in the NFL and in life in general. Thanks for the call, Eugene. Have a good one. Thank you. That's Eugene. He's on the northwest side, 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on in, we'll take more of your calls. And we've got the song of the night coming up next on Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. the night coming up in just a second but first let's squeeze in cj in braidwood what's up cj not much so your first question was or the question i'm going to answer about who i want justin fields to be like Mm -hmm. i want him to be like himself he hasn't been able to throw from the pocket now i'm gonna go out there and say i when it comes to college i am a notre dame guy Mm -hmm. and i usually don't like ohio state he was a stud. If you go onto YouTube and you watch him, him throwing, he throws dimes. He throws on the run. He just does not have a line to protect him. So I don't want him to be like Jalen Hurts because I believe he can be better than Jalen Hurts. I don't want him to be like Michael Vick. I think he'll be better than Michael Vick. I don't want him to run. I want him to sit in the pocket and throw it. All right. So that's who I want him to be. But then another thing I want to add is something you said a couple minutes prior was about he didn't have somebody like Hurts had Goddard. He does, and I 
forgive me for not having the stats off the top of my head. I'm driving home from work. Yeah. But what did what did Komet have this year? Six touchdowns? Seven uh, touchdowns? It may have even been more than that. It may have been like seven. Let's see. Seven? Yeah, seven touchdowns know, this year. I, mm-hmm. I know he went on a little streak. Yeah. And I know his completions came up and our passes received. You have to remember, he spent 70-ish percent of plays snapped because our offensive line was so god-awful, he didn't get to run routes. He had to stay back as extra protection. Mm -hmm. So while he was running routes here and there, he was a protecting tight end. So I believe Komet can be good. I'd like to see another tight end and do what the Patriots did years back Mm -hmm. where we have one on each side. But I think that he has a tight end. I just think it needs an O-line. Yeah, I I think Komet's solid. Yeah, go ahead, CJ. I would say if we can protect him, it's going to be a completely different quarterback. Like, yeah, he was electrifying to watch. I enjoyed watching him. I hated watching him running for his life. But if he gets a pocket, he can sit in it. If he even gets, like, 2.3 seconds, which is, you know, like, we're happy when quarterbacks get it out. Like, if he can get that as long as he can hold the ball – he'd be a much more efficient quarterback. You can't throw the ball from the pocket if you don't have a pocket and you're constantly fearing getting hit or your weak side guard is letting everybody through and you don't even know if there's somebody behind you. So if we can block up the front, oh, my God, I can't imagine where this kid can go. Yeah. Thanks for the call, CJ. 312-332-3776 if you want to get on in. But it's time for the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song... We go to August of 2012. I Will Wait by Mumford & Sons. It's your Song of the Night. Like a stone And I fell heavy into your arms These days of darkness Wish we'd known We'll blow away with this new sun But I playing Mumford song Mumford and Sons I will, I will wait because today is the anniversary of the UK band making their US TV debut on the late show with David Letterman and also this week we got a new Ted Lasso trailer for the new season of Ted Lasso coming out March 15th one of my personal favorite shows that I've watched in the last 3 4 years and Mumford and Sons, as many people know, 
do the theme song and a lot of the music in Ted Lasso. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I the, didn't know the that. theme song. Yep, it's Mumford and Sons. That's uh, now that like I'm connecting the dots on that now. Now you can hear it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I usually skip the intro, Tyler. So okay, you're a skip intro guy. I think certain shows earn the intro. Like now you can see it on Netflix, on HBO Max, Apple TV. It gives you the option to skip the intro. Depends on the show. You know what show I never skip? There's three shows I think I ne- never skip. Succession, never skip. White Lotus, never skip. And then Ted Lasso, never skip. I was going to mention White Lotus. As well as strong. I skipped, you know, one that I actually skipped a lot? The Office. I couldn't stand that's, The Office. Yeah, that's fair. But. Ted Lasso, it's just, I don't know. I, I think I only watched the intro fully on the Christmas episode in this past season, if you remember okay. that. Yeah, because it had a cool little animation, and that's That's why. right. So here's why um, there's a couple things that I always see on, uh, on Twitter under, like, really good uh, theme songs for shows. It has the video of the cat bopping its head. With the theme song playing, and it's like new succession tonight, new White Lotus tonight, and it's the cat. And I, whenever I see it, or my roommate sees it, we send it to each other on Twitter. It's got to have, it's got to be a cat bopper for it to be a, a non-skip. And Ted Lasso, that's one of them. White Lotus, Succession, those are my my three. Don't skip them. And it also has to be like short enough too. Like all these drawn out, super long ones, you can't do it with. But if it's short and to the point. And it kind of builds and adds to the show. I won't skip. That's my policy right now. But yeah, new Ted Lasso trailer this week. I'm excited. Um, I believe it's the last season of Ted Lasso too, which I like. I like that they're ending it. Yeah, you got to know when to stop. You don't want to have. You don't want to be a season too long. So I, I'm excited for the new season of Ted Lasso. And then I also started Shrinking too on Apple TV, which is a great show. Jason Siegel is the, the lead oh, yeah, in it. I think I wanted to check that one out. Great, great show. But it's made by the same people that made Ted Lasso. It's kind of got the same sort of like feel good to it. So highly recommend that one. I gave that on, on what to watch for a couple weeks ago. Apple TV has some fire TV shows. They do. They do. Song of the Night, Mumford & Sons. I will wait. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. We'll be back in two minutes. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.